gonna check my mic. You can believe this or not, I've got three eyewitnesses. Went to see the pastor this afternoon. The second thing he brought up was, how is your mic? Do you have a new battery in that mic? You need to check your mic. The man told me to check my mic, sitting there with heart stuff all strapped up to him. <laughs> how is your battery? Make sure to get a battery there. Check that mic. Got it, preacher. I believe in pastoral authority. She's good. I've done what the man of God told me to do. I saw a real shepherd down there. Talked about his heart condition that much. And he talked about his church. Sometimes that King James Bible is a little more, I don't want to use the word crude, but I mean it tells things that we don't, that are, that are delicate, we don't often talk about sometimes. That's a real shepherd. King David was old and he was on his sick bed slash death bed. And they were trying to get him revitalized. And they brought in a young virgin. I guess that was some Bible, old time customs or something for the king. They brought in that young virgin to get him heat. And didn't do anything for David. But then a man stepped in the room and said, the kingdom's under threat. That old king got out to bed and got a sword. He said, I'm fixing to go take care of with me some Philistine tales, what I'm fixing to do. That's the originals I studied at one time. That's the originals. And I thought about that this afternoon. So the only thing that could stir him up was his love for his sheep. <laughs> Them preacher boys slipped out, and me and the pastor spent about an hour. And uh, I'm going to be following orders. Which consisted of something like this. Go get them. <laughs> and check your mic. Get the battery in there. He said he had a strange peace. He said, I'd normally be, this would drive me crazy. He said, strangely, I'm at peace. He shared his heart for a while. He's got a burden for you. He's concerned. He's concerned. He's concerned about some of you. You ain't doing bad, you're doing good, but he's concerned about you. And so this meeting needs to continue. 
easy to be in a great church and think you're a great Christian and get get in a rut. I'm not going to preach a sermon tonight. I got a burden. We're going to have a little special prayer. The Lord's here. He's granting you a divine visitation these days. Tonight we're going to do like Solomon did. The Lord came to his room one night and said, What you want? And he's here. He's going to let you ask him. quickly and quietly. Get all the men in the middle section and all the ladies in the two sides. Okay? Do that for me. We're going to have church like the old pilgrims, the old Puritans. Men in the middle, ladies on the sides. Children go where they're told. Everybody check your mic. We're going to have an old time prayer meeting. It's what the Holy Ghost told me to do. Hey, ain't nothing going to work except what the Lord said to What we're going to do about this nation being in a mess. Ain't but one thing the church can do, could do, should do, needs to do. Ain't but one thing. Prayer was made without ceasing. Never seen Jesus nor Paul try to overthrow the government or try to lead a political rally. Me and the pastor talked about this. We're on the same page. The church is in a higher dimension. It's a higher entity than any government running in this world. That's what the old-time Puritans did. The old-time prayer meetings. Help me sing right there where you at. It is well with my soul. When peace like
let's get, and when the disciples were hiding for fear of the Jews, there was women making a daily trip to the tomb in front of the Romans, the Jews, and everybody. Girls, we'll give you that third verse. My sin, oh the bliss. My
everybody look at Matthew. chapter 17 not going to preach we're going to pray I have two prayers on my heart more may come but right now there's two heavy on my heart Matthew 17 Verse 21, Howbeit this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. Whoever that's for, there you go. This kind. There's no heavier weapon in God's arsenal than fasting. When you cut off this world, he opens up that one. I'm going to have to be some fast. Chapter 18, verse 15. They're going to have to be some forgiveness. Matthew 18, 15. Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. All that gospel's going to tear everything up. You and him alone. If he shall hear that thou hast gained thy brother. And he goes on down through several things there in the church. And I love verse 21 about that forgiveness. Mm. It's a message creeping in here and I'm trying to shrug it off. <laughs> then came Peter to him, I'm in 1821, and said, Lord, by the way, Charles Finney said, if you're ever going to have revival, God's going to test you in two areas. In the area of giving and forgiving. Sir, you're not a woman. You better get over here. I can tell right now, you don't look like a woman, don't smell like a woman, don't walk like a woman. You're a man. There you go. I guess if you walked in after being outside, this could be a little different for our usher brother. This is amazing to me. Charles Finney said, if you're going to have revival, God will test you in two areas. In the area of giving and forgiving. And when you're willing to give and willing to forgive, you just became like the Lord. Because the two greatest things he ever did for us was he gave. He forgave. He gave his son. And he forgave. 
forgave our sin. And that's why he wants to see if you want him. Okay? Some of you got some fasting you need to do. Some of you got some forgiving you need to do. And I love this in verse 21. Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Till seven times. Jesus saith unto him, I say not unto thee till, till seven times, but until seventy times seven. In another gospel, the same account said, How many times in a day? Of course, that seven and seven, that meant infinity, but if you break down the actual math, it's interesting. The Jews recognized from six to six, twelve, by the way, six p.m. is when their day began. I may preach a little. God starts at the end. Page one of your Bible, he lets you know he's willing to start when it's done. <laughs> Work through the night and take you to a morning. And the evening and the morning were the first day. God starts at the end. <laughs> we better be glad he does. Because when he found you, you was at the end. And he started at the end, bring you through the night, and end you up in the morning. Hey, y'all, our Bible began with man at the end. Page two, we're done. But God, but God works through the night. And he's taking us to a new morning out there one day. Y'all ain't helping me. Told you to leave me alone. You go 70 times 7, 490 times in the day, 12 hours times 60, 720. The Lord wanted you to forgive your brother 490 times in 720 minutes, if need be. That's him sinning against you every 90 seconds. That's what it is. I'm about to run. You ain't, I mean, 90, you ain't even hardly got time to commit an offense against your brother and say, I'm sorry. 90 seconds, start all over again. Every minute and a half. And if he wants us to treat each other like that, wonder how much forgiveness he has for us. Some of his biggest forgiveness problem is forgiving yourself. Y'all are making me preach. I said I wasn't going to. Y'all go study this when you get to the house. Joseph, was he not full of forgiveness? After everything they'd done to him? I think this is in chapter 45. I think it is. Brother Maccabee, Brother Wampler. I think it's where he revealed himself to his brethren. And the first time, first thing out of his mouth, they saw who he was, realized who he was. The first thing he said to them, he wanted them to forgive their, forgive themselves for what they did to him. 
Read it when you get to the house. Be not angry with yourselves. They hadn't asked for forgiveness. He hadn't even said, I forgive you. None of that. Even, he was already forgiven. And he had already moved on to getting them to forgive themselves for what they did to him. Y'all ain't helping me. Some of y'all having a hard time forgiving yourself. <clears throat> well, God's forgive you. You might as well join in with him. Throw in with him. He's forgive you. And he stands there weeping. And he just wants you to forgive yourself for what you've done to him. Forgiveness. Y'all need to forgive each other. Chapter 18, verse 19. Fasting, forgiveness, and in this business of prayer, we need some fellow praying. Again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Now we didn't let the charismatics on the TV shows steal all of our good prayer promises. Because they turn them in to send an offering to my TV ministry. But it's in there. He sends us out two by two. Look at here. He sends us in two by two. I never thought that thought before. Not to just now. Mm. And before you ever sent them out two by two, he sent them in two by two. Number four, and I'm done, possibly. Matthew 19, verse 26. But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. It's what the Lord told me to do tonight. And I've done it. Faith. Fasting, forgiveness, fellow praying. How much faith do need to have? Just enough for him to know there might be some there. Chapter 17, verse 20. They said, why could not we cast him out? Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible that's 1720. They tell me that mustard seed turns into a tree. It's called a tree. <clears throat> they tell me it's got to be buried. It's amazing. The man said three feet down below. An old preacher taught me this one time. Brother Maccabee, you tell me if you think he was right about this. It felt right. He said that mountain that that mustard seed had to face was the three foot of dirt on 
top of it. It was buried down in there. And it had a whole world laid on top of it. I want y'all to know that God's put a seed in us. And there's a lot of flesh on top of it. A lot of dirt on top of it. A lot of failure on top of it. A lot of filth on top of it. Y'all ain't helping me. A lot of death. That thing's buried. That's the mountain. The old preacher said, said that little seed reached down for water and reached up for light. Now here's my two prayers. First of all, I want to do some of that fellow praying. Two or three of you. In just a moment, we're going to bow our heads, and if the Lord lays it on your heart, I want you to get a brother or a sister. Men with men, preferably tonight, the ladies with the ladies, unless a husband and wife need to pray together. By the way, fellas, she's your sister. Before she's your wife. She's your spiritual sister before she's your physical wife. It might help you be good to her as a wife if you could realize that she's your sister in the Lord and you're supposed to be a great spiritual blessing to her. I got scripture for this song. I'm trying to be a good brother in the Lord to Jennifer. Find out I'm a, it's easier for me to be a good husband when I realize I'm her brother in the Lord. I got scripture for that Solomon. Of course, in over in Peter 5, he said, dwell with them according to knowledge, you sisters. Heirs together of the grace of life. And he said over there in Solomon, Oh, my love, my sister, my spouse, my dove. They said, Oh, Joe Parsons preached on the four mys. The Lord looked at her and said, My, 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 my. <laughs> I guess that was funny. I didn't know it was going to be funny, but I guess it was. Sister, I want you to bow your head for a minute. I, I would like maybe just the organist, just the organist to come. <clears throat> Sister organist, I want you to just play some of the old hymns, atmospheric prayer, and play them softly, sister. I like that music. <clears throat> David played the harp and it kept the demons out of the throne room. Yeah. I ain't scared of music. Right. Right. I said David played the harp and it kept the demons yeah. out of the throne room. If two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything, I'm not going to sit here and try to tell you what you need to pray for. If you got a burden, you know it. Your children, a prodigal, a lost child, a lost sinner, prayer for revival, I have no idea. <clears throat> but I'd like everybody that 
would like to, to find somebody. And I'm in no hurry. I've only got two prayers on my heart. Find somebody and find you a place in this, in this sanctuary. And I want you to pray together. You young preachers will be praying for revival and for the power of God. Boys, I ain't praying for this nation, but I'm praying for this generation. I'm praying for the generation. Y'all go ahead and get you somebody and pray with them tonight. I'm praying for this generation that's having to grow up in this nation. I want everybody to find them somebody. And in the middle of this revival, ladies, you can go ahead also. In the middle of this revival that God's begun, I think we need to covenant together. Pray for some things. If you end up praying, three of you said two or three. And if two of you pray with two others, that's okay too. Find your place, find you somebody to pray with. Make you a place to pray, get you someone to pray with. Let's covenant together. Pray for revival, pray for whatever it is that you're agreeing on.
while these men are praying, let me talk to you ladies. I want y'all to turn that choir loft into an upper room of prayer for a little while for the children of this nation. Do you understand the floodgates of hell are being unleashed? I got a praying grandma on both sides, probably the only reason we survived. I want you mamas and grandmas and any of you ladies, I don't know if you'll all fit up there, but I want you to turn that choir loft into an upper room of prayer for the children and grandchildren of this nation while these men are praying. You ladies can take the whole platform. They're usually closer to God anyway. I got Bible for that. Hey, fellas, it's us bunch of old stinking rascals with our pride and our selfishness is why they struggle. I need a little witness right there. Only reason they struggle is when we ain't right with God. I got Bible for that. God walked in the garden and the woman was the one that got in the mess. But God didn't even deal with her. He dealt with Adam. Because Adam was missing when the devil came after her. I'm going to say it again. When God comes to your house, he ain't going to scold her. He's going to find you and ask you what's wrong with your home. You say, but she's full of devils and this and that. I said, God's going to grab you by the lapel, look you in the eyeball, and he's going to ask you what's wrong with your home. He ain't going to ask you how she's doing, how she's acting. He's going to ask you why you let devils in your house. That's the only reason they struggle. It's because our pride and our selfishness. Any of you children want to go up there with them, you can. Any of you youngins want to go up there, it's all right. I want the pastors. And the deacons. Brother Maccabee's here. Brother Wampler's here. I want the deacons and these pastors. And any of you grown men, you grown men that are called to preach. You come up here and pray behind this pulpit. Pray for the preachers in this hour. You teenage boys, hold off, and I got something for you to do. You grown men that are preachers and pastors and deacons, gather around behind this this whole pulpit area and pray for your pastor. Pray for the men of God in this hour. Y'all let Brother Maccabee, let Brother Maccabee lead us in this prayer. Man of God, come up there and pray for our preachers in this hour. Y'all let him stand where he wants, pray where he wants. Brother Maccabee, get in the pulpit and pray for preachers. You men might want to get on your knees. Let's have a prayer meeting while he leads us in prayer.
I'd like to pray now for the lost sinners. Let me ask you a question. Do you have a lost mother or father that you're praying for? If you do, if you have a mom or a dad who's lost and you're praying for them and you want to pray for them tonight, I want you to stand. You got a lost mother or father? What a good night to take them in the throne room. Okay, if you're standing, I want you to come to the altar. If you're standing, I want you to come and get on the altar. We're all going to help you pray for your mom or your dad. (laughs) What if God sent a revival so powerful that it saved your mother, your father. That's right. Come all the way down from the balcony. I want the rest of you to look down here. And if you see somebody you love, I want you to come and gather around them and pray with them. Ladies and men, come down and help people pray for their lost parents.
on this next altar call, I want you to bow your head. This might be personal. We don't want to embarrass anybody. Probably wouldn't be, but it may be personal. I don't know. So if you bow your heads. And here's my question. If you've got a prodigal child out yonder somewhere. They is raised right, but they've left. Left the father's house. We don't want to embarrass you, your family, but we want to pray. If you got a prodigal child, a grandchild that's a prodigal, out yonder, way out yonder somewhere in the home slot, out yonder in trouble, running from God. If you got a prodigal I want, and you want to pray for him tonight, I want you to stand. It could be a child or a grandchild. That's right. So many people are standing. You want to pray for that prodigal grandchild or that prodigal child? If you're standing, make your way to the altar. We're going to bring them before the Father and call their name out. He's here tonight. He's listening. (laughs) What if that was your boy or girl out there? Oh, God knows what it's like to have a son out in sin. (laughs) Hiding from him. Oh, that's right. Oh, you say, well, my child will never. You better watch it right there. You better watch it. God's son got out from him. All right, I want you to kind of look down here. If you got a friend, if you see somebody down here you love, come and pray with them, please, and help them pray. Come down here to look, see if you got somebody that you need to help pray for their prodigal. Oh, what if God started bringing the prodigals home right before He called the church out? <laughs> oh, oh, Lord.
Some of you young couples with them toddlers and them babies, you might better get some praying done tonight. (laughs) You might better get some heavy praying done tonight. Seen that little three-year-old boy washed up on the shore in that refugee crisis over there. (laughs) God's been good to us here in America. We've just forgotten. I do not know how to pray for our nation. But we're commanded to pray. I know one thing, there's a generation having to grow up in this nation. I want all the young preacher boys to stand up. Teenage boys, even in your 20s, you young men in Bible college and you young preachers. You may even be a young married man. It's all you boys come down here. You boys go get that American flag. Get the base. Carry it over here. How many veterans we got here? How many veterans we got been in our military stand? Served in our military? Bring the golden base. Put it over here in the front and center. Boys, America's gone. But God ain't. We might be a better candidate for revival in this country now than we ever have been. They start putting us in jail and start coming in our churches after our prayer. We might be a better... Let's pray for revival. God ain't going to revive this political system. 
But God can breathe his wind through this country. While the country's going to hell, God can raise the church up and take a bunch to heaven. And all of you standing, come gather around this flag. You preacher boys, get down on your knees and pray around that flag and pray. And all you men, veterans, come around. Pray for me. Everybody in the building, bow your head and say a prayer for our generation and for this nation. What this country needs is for the church to be on fire. Ain't a politician alive going to help us. But the church is on fire. There'll be enough salt and enough light to get some sinners saved before he burns it down.